the Fill the Funnel podcast with Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. We're here to help you crush your targets with tactical tips and insights you can act on today. Don't have a fancy tech stack, a big budget, or even a huge team to lean on? Well, it's time to get that solved today with FTF Fridays. All right, everybody. Well, uh, our first topic for today is actually how difficult it is as an individual sales rep to get out there and get your prospects' attention. Um, there's so many competing things that are taking prospects away from uh, you know responding to your email or picking up your phone call that um, you have to really find creative ways to do it. So um, you know, just like I said earlier, I mean, um, Tom, I'm, I'm sure you have tons of ideas on this what do you think is going on in the world of sales and why it's so hard to win the war for attention i mean it's getting harder on people right there's a higher demand for the way you build a relationship and and how to capture somebody's attention before you know years ago you could throw out an email and you know maybe not have to put too much effort into it and still get somebody to reach out to you. And now it's almost offensive, right? Now you see people getting called out for the war of attention and they're like, Hey, don't send me this, right? Put something in here that tells me you did a little bit of research. Um, and it's just crazy what the the demand is coming and, and where we're building this new, you know, outreach process. That's got to be so formal and so personalized that the, the standards are just getting higher. Um, and it, to get somebody's attention, it's getting a lot more aggressive. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's just like, I mean, everybody kind of switching to work from home last year, it, it kind of changed the way we get attention for people. Like, um, in the past, you know, um, well actually, sorry. Um, if you can recall a webinar we did with uh, sales loft a, f- uh, a couple months ago, they were talking about how, um, over the course of 2020, the, e- the, uh, response rates on your emails went just took a nosedive and you could just see remember that chart that he put up on the screen it just like it just went from like here to here to here to here mm-hmm. to here right and mm-hmm. and so it doesn't seem like that trend is going to get any better um which is why you see things like clubhouse and all this other stuff come up because people are chomping at the bit to find new places to capture their prospects attention yeah but that's what's so crazy right is you got to own that and that's what I do within, you know, what we do in Rev League, right? Is and what we've been doing in our presence within these communities is stop copying what everybody else is doing and looking for that new fresh stuff. Be that person, create that fresh stuff that works for you and your lane. That's how you're going to capture the the most attention. When you learn how to move without a crowd, like your life changes forever, um, and, and you're able to learn those skills yourself and say, look. I'm going to write my own emails that represent my brand, who I am and how I'm going to reach this person. Not what this one email that's out on Google that every other rep is going to try to use. You see the people that are winning the battle of attention are the ones that are being unique and personalized in their own brand. That's who's winning the war on attention. Like true to themselves, right? Correct. I used to copy dudes on my team that would crack jokes over the phone and I look like an ass. (laughs) <laughs> like the person on the other phone would be like, what is this? Like, no, dude. Yeah. And my team would look yeah. at me funny like, yo, that's not you, Tom. Don't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not right. the fun guy. I'm not the funny guy. Right. So, me. <laughs> you know, so you have to play to that. And people read through that when you're doing that and you're trying to get the attention of your prospect. They want you to be you and, and genuinely care about what they're interested in. And, and if you have a, a solution to their problem, they'll genuinely give you that if you make that effort and they can see it's you, not – 
this mail merge coming through that's been used by every single person. Yeah, well, it's it, this is a this is something I talk about all the time with my clients is that um, when when something becomes a, a quote unquote best practice, it means that so many people know about it because it's so popular that suddenly everybody's inbox looks the same. <laughs> Right. Like um, I do a webinar with Josh Braun. Uh, well, yeah, there's a webinar that's going on with Josh Braun. He's, he, he sent me a tagline that basically said, like, be uh, I think it was like be a, a red X in a pile of, of circles or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly <laughs> yeah. what it was, but the, the concept is, is that you need to stand out. And if you're just copying a template that you get off of LinkedIn or somebody that sends you in an email campaign and then you're just adjusting it a little bit um, to make it your own, you're not really going to stand out. You're just going to look like everybody else who's doing it, right? And so I think this is why that whole concept of like personalization um, is really evolving to that next level where people aren't talking about personalization fields like hi jeff hi tom <laughs> at rev up like whatever um those aren't important that type of personalization is 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 table stakes it's not even interesting anymore the personalization we're talking about is actually knowing something about your customer and telling them something compelling that's relevant to what you already know they're caring about or are looking for right now well that's it right like it really came apparent to me in in during the the pandemic in 2020 and and the outbound world is <laughs> just two years ago so many people were so busy we were commuting we were going to offices we were buzzing people moving and going that your inbox just got overwhelmed after like four or five hours and you just didn't get to it or if you did get to it you couldn't notice much of those red X's in those circles, right? Everything just kind of blurred and like you would get their attention where now we're stuck. Everybody's home, you know, and most of them are right. And you're, you're getting a chance to, there is no stopping to working. So at some point during the day, you're getting in that inbox and now you have that slowdown pace that they're seeing 10 SDRs emails all have the same subject line. They could just click the filter button. Right. And it all says, yeah. Hey, John free next Thursday. And that's every yeah. like 20 emails for them, right? Fil filter these <laughs> types of messages, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> right. And it's just they can see that now because they've slowed down, right? We're all home now and work doesn't stop where before yeah. there was a hard cutoff. There was moving distractions that you yeah. can make those mistakes and, and almost still not be seen where now yeah. you're getting called out, man. Like I see the inbox look the same from five different SDRs. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I, I, I could call you out now. I see it. I'm, I'm able to focus on that and see that. And so that's where you get into that personalization is just be different, right? And I, Scott Lee's posted today, right? Like subject lines don't even matter. Why are we pouring no. into that? And most executives, when I went through a lot of the comments, he was right. They didn't care. They were like, this is, it no. doesn't, I'm not opening an email because of your subject line, dude. Like there's so yeah. many things that go into it that you're just, you know, trying to get people's attention and it sucks. We're in a really fast pace right now. You know, it's so funny you talk about subject lines because two things. One, I get asked about subject lines all the time. I think <laughs> you've even heard people ask me on our roundtables, right? Yeah. Um, Jeff, what's the best subject line for an email? And I say, it depends. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> right? Nobody wants to hear that word, but it does depend. Right. Um, and and it like the subject line that works is the one that you should use. And the only way <laughs> to figure that out is to do testing. Like, you know, Dude, I had an email work one time that was called magic goggles. 
my FDRs for my old companies will tell you and they will laugh when they hear this because the email subject line just straight said magic goggles and the email didn't have anything to do with the subject line and by far to this date has been my best campaign numbers ever um, oh because God. it was just so ridiculous and they were like dude I'm not sending that like no way I'm not sending yeah. that and I was like all right dude like don't but it killed it for me and it was just magic goggles. Oh man, that's so funny because my my all-time most successful campaign was the subject line, can you give me a hand? This is when cold call 2.0 was like brand new, okay? Nobody knew about it. I was selling into industrial. So industrial, they had no freaking clue about any of the best practices or tactics or whatever out there. They're not reading Aaron Ross's book or, you know, all these other things, right? So so I, I used to send this email. It was, can you give me a hand question mark? I'm trying to get in touch with the person responsible for reducing safety incidents at company. That was your subject yes. line? No. Oh. Subject line was, can you give me a hand question mark? Okay. B- body was, Tom, I'm trying to get in touch with the person responsible for reducing safety incidents, incidents at Q at Energy. Yeah. Is that you or can you introduce me? Ooh, that's powerful. That's it. Boom. That's it. You know how like we got ridiculous response rates from that just from an email. And I'm talking these were people who were on the job site 90% of the time. Yeah. We still managed to get 20% response rates. This was back in like 2013. Oh, that's okay. been a minute. <laughs> yeah. And and these 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 people, these the prospects I was going into, they weren't even at their desks. They didn't they didn't look at their email on their phone frequently. Like so it worked really well. And nine times out of ten, it was like no, I'm the right person. What can, what do you want to talk about? We used to book, like <laughs> we'd send out a hundred messages. We'd book eight to 10 meetings. Like it was just ridiculous. <laughs> that email seems to be like one of the best in the market. I don't care what, so when you put it in your cadence and I'm assuming with your business, right at rev up and, and building a lot of these, you have yeah. that touch somewhere always in your cadence. I, I I've never seen a cadence not have the referral portion of it. Like, Oh, Hey, is it you? Or, you know, yeah. who could you introduce? But I like the way you worded it. Can you introduce me? I don't think, yeah. and you helped me right there because I've never practically used it that way, right? Like I said, can yeah. you refer me? But yeah. I think if you say, can you introduce me? That's yeah. powerful, right? And that's a yeah. great way to get their attention because if I'm on the site and I see that, it almost yeah. looks like a business transaction. You've got this this way of presenting it to them while they're looking at the phone like, oh, hey, real quick, let me pull out my phone. Oh, Jeff yeah. just emailed me. Hey, are you the guy or could you introduce me? You know, I can respond real quick and be like, yeah, that's me. What can I do? Or yeah, 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 yeah I'll get back to that and I'll introduce him over there. So that's powerful. Well, it, and this is the thing is that that was my all-time most successful campaign until recently when I started really digging into what what works. Like now – Personally, I'm selling to sales VPs and, and business development people. Mm-hmm. These are people who uh, are literally writing the books on these things. So it's like if I'm selling to them, <laughs> I can't use these tried tried and true tactics, right? Like Absolutely. I have to be creative with my outreach and, and do something actually different, right? That's a great <laughs> point, dude. I think uh, we had a great conversation in Rev League just the other day uh, with Justin right? Mm -hmm. On an ABM program that was really cool um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, he tried this holiday old fashioned program to get the attention, right? Of his prospects. Um, And it was amazing. I think he said he targeted his top 10. Okay. Put this campaign together, sent it out, got six responses, super easy, uh, but it was different, right? Um, I had talked to another guy, a buddy of mine, Jonathan Darling, and what they did at a company was Rocket Books, 
they were sending out these rocket books to people. And if you're not familiar with rocket book, it's a little plugin mm-hmm. on it. It's a little thing on Amazon. Um, they're these dry erase kind of like notebooks. So they're pre pre page that comes with an ink pen. That's erasable and writable. And then you can upload it to like Google drive, Slack, whatever, and save it and then erase the page and keep reusing the notebook. And it's amazing. Huh. 25 bucks. But it was relevant to his prospects because we all moved to remote. And the number one thing that's driven me nuts is I can't get my paper and pens no more, man. I used to go get sticky <laughs> notes, like the post-its, right? I can't do that anymore. So you got to yeah. pay for notebooks. And it's yeah. not a big deal, but, you know. So there's notebooks it's a, it's, reusable. It's those little things that, that um, if you know your customer, you know what's frustrating them that's not necessarily relevant to you. Yeah, but it's it's relevant to them, right? Yeah. So he say solved this problem because everybody had this notebook issue. So these rocket books, he put in, you know, these programs and mailed them out to his people because yeah. he couldn't do alcohol, obviously, with address, corporate addresses forwarding on. But this yeah. was a way he found to be relevant and solve an easy fix for them right now, which is, hey, I'll give you this reusable notebook. Yep. In exchange for something on a more deeper level of this problem I'm solving, right? So I think you just got to find ways to be a creative in this war of attention. And yep. even companies like Netflix and Hulu and these guys are showing us how often they have to curate content and move because <laughs> we have the attention span of 30 seconds. Like if you're not releasing a new movie every day, you're bored. Ah, I've seen oh, all man. that stuff, right? Like Netflix yeah. is justifying price increases because they're going to start rolling out original movies once a week. Right, yeah. because they come to that demand is that if you're not produ- you know producing stuff regularly, you're you're out. Like they're gonna forget about you. Oh, a hundred percent. And and so like when when you look at how salespeople and marketers today are responding to this, is that they're just getting stronger at their content game. They're getting stronger at you know you see so many really good salespeople these days doing daily videos. You know, they're doing daily videos. They're popping on things like Clubhouse or mm-hmm. just different different uh, creative ways to kind of get in front of their audience, right? And the content that's being produced in somebody's bedroom or, you know, <laughs> home office or whatever, it's so good. Like, yeah. it's so good these days. And so when, when you're talking about winning that war of attention through content even, you really need to stand out. You need to do something different that other people aren't doing, right? Like, um you know, me, myself, I just invested a few hundred dollars in, in production equipment to make sure mm-hmm. that my videos at le- the very least look as professional as they can, because, you know, just doing the talking head video on your phone. Sure. That's okay right now, but everybody's stepping up their game and I got to step up my game too. You know, <laughs> the, the, the standards are getting crazy and we're putting it on ourselves. The prospects are putting it on us, right? We, we're, yeah. we're getting into a realm that you've got to own it. Um, there is no yeah. more copy and playing, and I'm sorry to tell all you listeners, right, and, and our Rev League members, but you've really got to just start investing in in what's strong for you and play yeah. to that um, yeah. and make your content be consistent. The way you are on LinkedIn, the way you are in your voicemails and your emails, let that all bleed through and let it stay consistent, right? If I could tell you anything, yeah. you know, show up in those places the same way. You know, remember what LinkedIn is used for, build a relationship there. Remember what email is used for, build a relationship there. And the same with the phone, right? We we know how to live in these realms. Let's just be creative and find ways to own who you are and let that come through consistently in that cadence of, of touches that you're reaching out to your prospects. 
So, Tom, those are really good points. And I think that's probably a pretty natural segue into wrapping up our show. And I think in all honesty, I'd have to agree with you that the number one takeaway from winning a war of attention is not necessarily some fancy tactic or technology or or training or anything like that. I think it really is understanding um, your personal story, how it relates to the company and the solution that you sell. And then the value you provide your customers. So it's not just enough to have a really hot product that has good value. It's about how you add value to the process, what you do to help the customer, you know, become like peak their curiosity, right? Like Mm -hmm. um, learn something new, think differently about what they're doing in their day to day and how they go about solving problems that they have or even prioritizing the problems that they have. And like um, what I always do with with my um, my clients is, is I, I try to teach them when we're talking about top of the funnel, like on the Phil Funnel podcast, you and I, Tom, we're we're dedicated to the top of the funnel. Right. So mm-hmm. and you know that deals are won or lost in the early stages. Yes. Right. If you don't yep. do good discovery, you, you get a no before without even knowing what's going on. Right. <laughs> Well, the best way I say is, you know, it's like a rocket ship, right? The mm-hmm. most important part when a rocket ship is getting ready to to do its process, right, is that beginning point, right? That launch yes. off, yeah. um, and that's what people got to remember is when you're when you're filling your funnel, it's really important how the team around that launch to getting into the sales pipeline and filling the funnel. What all entails in that process where you're handing off appropriately, you're taking the extra five minutes and jumping on the call with the AE to make a formal introduction, let the person know who they are, right? All of those pieces are very, very important. And the way that you initially get that prospect's attention is important. It's going to start the whole process for you to potentially get this meeting for your company all from that first initial outreach that we're just trying to run through as much as we can with no – real creative juices, no real value. And I think at the end of the day, you just got to master your craft, care about it, be passionate about it. Let you find your strengths, what those are and tie your story to your company's story. You work for them, represent that you're the first touch for your company and and you're trying to win the attention of, you know, the same people that you and I, me and you probably prospect the same people all day, right? Like, I don't know. All of of us, we all are. So you got to remember that it's not just you. There's 20 yeah. others, 50 others doing the same thing. Yeah. So the only way to stand out is empower yourself, empower your skills, empower what works for you and own that. Um, and that's yeah. what we're doing in Rev League together. That's what we're doing with our members is you're coming there not to learn what everybody else is doing in the market. You're coming there to learn how to do your way in the market and let us empower you and find your strengths and get you in that that realm that you're creating your own pipeline and your own funnel, not what Google's telling everybody to do or LinkedIn. hundred percent, hundred percent. So if I'm going to sum it up in a couple of words, it's be true to you, add value to your prospect and get out there and be creative. And that's it. That's it for today. Thanks for joining. Thank you for joining us for another episode of fill the funnel podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite platform Give us reviews and tell all your friends about us. Till next time, happy hunting.